0: Wealth Management SWAT podcast, episode 33, Monday, January 9th, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, its Insight and Perspective from Members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. In the studio today, Blaine Disrude, Research Analyst. Welcome. Morning, Danny. Todd Boyd, Chief Investment Strategist. morning to you. Good morning. I would like to start off just uh, these these SWAT podcasts with the upcoming economic data. We've got consumer credit this week. It's important because it's sort of Grease is the engine, and it has been running high. Revolving Credit's been running in the double digits this past year, so we'll talk about that. CPI on Thursday, that's huge. Hourly earnings Thursday. Housing data next week, uh, the three housing indicators. And then banks start reporting on Friday. Probably the biggest concern there is is deposits and their, their outlook. But starting with strengths, I would say that the biggest strength is while we expect negative earnings going into this quarter, that you still have a strong labor market, you still got some economic growth, um, and the market is going to respond to an economic recovery later. So at some point, the market turns around. And I just want to preface that with what I when I'm talking to clients, clients see and hear recession, and the market's down. So they you know, um, extrapolate the market's going to be down this year. And that's not necessarily the case. You know, the f- reason the market's down in 22 was first, higher rates, second, outlook for recession, third, we're going into earnings season, so I wouldn't rule out another down leg in the market. But negative earnings doesn't mean negative stock market. I got I could give you a do- half a dozen, dozen examples, 75, 82, 85, 1991, 1998, 2014, got earnings down double digits got the market up
1: double digits and the reason for
0: that the market looks ahead
1: and with that i mean we've talked about the labor market multiple times but the fact that job openings are still out there you have almost a two to one ratio of people looking for jobs and then the jobs available there's two jobs available for almost every one person looking for a job right now um so there's still opportunity to get hired and their strength there, the the market reacted to the employment data that we got last week with the moderate wage growth that we saw and unemployment coming down and equities rallied. You saw that on Friday. Subsequently, yields came down with the expectation of inflation coming down off of moderate wage growth going forward. But there was also a component in there, uh, another data point that came out on last week which was ism data and we'll talk about that and weaknesses but you're seeing this slowdown of inflation which is giving the market yeah. that that positive strength right, that we great saw
0: point so um and we think a lot of times in terms of annual numbers and annual and yearly numbers but sequentially inflation has come down it's just as sequentially it went up and people weren't noticing in in fall of 21 well before the U- ukraine russian war inflation going up, um, but year on year doesn't look that high. Well, now it looks
1: high, but sequentially in the last few months, four or five months, it's going down. And on the inflation front, so we saw labor market data come out, which suggested softening of inflation, rolling over, but the labor market staying strong. Consequently, on the demand side with the ISM numbers, manufacturing and services, and I'm segueing into weakness right now, is contraction, which is not not a good thing and that is looking forward saying okay what what orders are coming in what demand is out there from both consumer and businesses and it's showing contraction
0: right in the leading economic indicators there's uh they call it the three d's you can get this on the conference board website what they allude to is the three d's depth duration and diffusion and on all three notes you, you you've got I mean it's amazing it spells contraction. I mean not just like a soft landing. That that debate as far as they're concerned is out the window. So those numbers don't look very good when you look into
1: twenty three and I know that's what the bond market looks at, what the Fed is looking at. I think that's why you saw rates decline as hard as they did on Friday, yet equity market I think was focusing on the labor side of it and not necessarily it was a compounding factor where you had interest rates declining because ISM came in the way it was and wage growth was moderate but then the equity market was focusing on old rates are coming down that means add to duration and add in in duration terms i'm saying equities let's get future cash flows and that caused the rally that we saw you uh, mentioned a couple of
0: times the ism that the new orders what's striking and what probably played into this was that the new orders came in and contracted quite a bit. I think the expectation is around 54, came in at 46. A huge surprise. And that's not inconsistent with what CEO sentiment is looking into next year. So as we go through this earnings season, listen to these earnings calls, it's really going to be interesting to listen to banks, material companies, uh, industrials, technology, what their outlook is for next year. So if we kind of cruise right into opportunity, I'd say given the weakness above in the recession and earnings numbers that might hit us in January. So the earnings are actual earnings less than what was expected. It's the difference between actual and estimated earnings. Come in worse, that you have a floor under this market. I think that's an opportunity, the the key point, if I'm jumping ahead to headlines. But you have a floor on the downside to this market. Meaning, if you look at previous bear markets and natural recessions and so forth, and I'm not talking about stock bubble bursts and housing bubble bursts and a pandemic. I'm talking about good old fashioned recession. You've got a floor that's about a minus 25. Remember the stock market's a barometer of what's going on underneath. And so you can work with those numbers. It's the same animal it's been for 80 years. So that floor you know, may take us back you know have us at 3250 on the s&p 500
1: in that and, area and not knowing exactly where that floor is it would suggest that you should leg into the equities over time through 2023 and not just try and pinpoint that specific spot you know like and that's something that we do with the team is okay let's figure out how we want to work into this going through an environment of that nature is right and not trying to just pinpoint a specific price and saying that's exactly where we're going to try and get in
0: it right and then exactly the the client might think recession bear market and we're saying you know th- this market turns around it turns around fast these these rebounds in the market are you know quite robust and, and I don't want to put numbers to it I, I know the numbers but they are robust and you don't want to miss that the timing of that is the hard part so we can get the duration and the magnitude minus 25. Well, you can't get the time in and nobody can. And what your strategy is going through that bear market is to increase the weightings, as you were saying, and you'll approximate the bottom. You might not pinpoint it, but you'll approximate it. Another strength I throw in there is emerging markets. It, they're really looking attractive. And it's not just about this China reopening story, it's about the peripheral countries, you know, the Vietnam, Malaysia's, Korea's, Japan, around that in Latin America. You know, you hear this, you know, one data point doesn't make a trend. Well, when you keep saying that after data point after data point, <laughs> it really is a trend. And so you may have a change in trend in the dollar with the recession and, and negative earnings and, and the recoveries in other parts of the world. You may be in for right now in a pivot to a weaker dollar environment, which is very favorable to emerging markets.
1: And not just that, but there's enough fundamentals underlying that for growth opportunities in the emerging markets and where those valuations are on emerging markets suggests that there should be an increase in multiple there at some point, given right. earnings times a higher multiple on those earnings should have a higher valuation on earnings emerging right. markets in general.
0: Yeah, good point, quick moving into bonds. Short end yields north of four and a half, four seven, money markets north of four, at least that we can get broker money markets. Key point there is that bank money markets are slow to respond and increase, but the money market mutual funds, they are the market. And so are Treasuries, so those responded quite quickly to an increase in Fed rates and so forth. So great opportunity there. What do you see in terms of duration and the outlook for bonds this year?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. The yields on those money markets and the fact that the Fed is thinking higher for longer should suggest that through 2023, those money markets should give you a decent return for holding essentially cash, however, Looking out, let's say, one, two, and even three years, if we're potentially going into a recession and the Fed's going to end up having to cut rates at some point, it makes sense to go out farther along the curve and buy five, 10-year type bonds that are going to lock in the higher rates that we're seeing today, um, which would suggest adding duration inside of a fixed-income portfolio at the moment. And one way might be preferreds there is discussion around that and given where banks are situated essentially having most of the preferreds in the market and having good balance sheets it's a potential trade that could be looked at
0: right and it's important and we can get individual preferreds and certainly have purchased that you know plugged them into portfolios in the past along with individual bonds so huge opportunity there that segues into threats what do you see as a threat Yeah, we got earnings
1: season coming up. Banks are reporting. So we're going to see what those deposits look like in the banks and if consumers, for the most part, have been spending down cash. We're also going to get a good sense through this earnings season as far as where balance sheets are actually showing up, which suggests credit um, and looking at credit and seeing is there going to be a potential for bankruptcies. I mean, we had Bed Bath & Beyond last week report a going concern which is one of going to potentially be one of the first bankruptcies of 2023. And that's a, a serious threat going forward is if you have credit in your portfolio or credit risk, and we go through some sort of, let's just say, credit cycle, not full-blown, because the balance sheets that we had coming in, you'll see spreads widening there, which would be underperformance in, in some of those credit spaces.
0: Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you to elaborate on it. Uh, credit spread widening. The other threat I'd see is the, the Fed is at this point where they could go too far. So the anticipation is Fed rate hike 25 basis points February 1st. Fed rate hike in March, May. And so the expectation is 25, 25, 25. I'd throw in our expectation is at some point they pause. The market, on the other hand, in terms of future Fed funds futures, Expects rates to come back down toward the end of the year. We don't see that happening, uh, but at least a pause,
1: and then rates stay high for longer. And that's a it's going to end up being like a race against the clock, where the Fed is holding rates higher, and the economy is starting to deteriorate and can the Fed maintain those higher rates long enough to flush out inflation and be restrictive enough, but not be detrimental to the economy. And we won't know that until we get more data and time goes on uh, as far as how the, the economy holds up, given what the Fed has done. And we're just starting to see what all those big rate hikes that they did last year are gonna do. Like That's just starting to work through the economy now and get into the system uh, which will play out over the next several months.
0: Right. I don't want to give it away, so we'll circle back around to, and go through headlines. Sure. What's our headline strike? Market recovery versus the economic situation. Headline weakness?
1: Uh, leading economic indicators are showing signs of contraction. Headline opportunity? A gradual increase towards equities through 2023.
0: And we'll wrap with our headline threat. Recession worse than expected. Annex Wealth Management Swad Podcast, episode 33. Blaine Disrud, research analyst. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Todd Boyd, chief investment strategist. Thank you. Thanks, Danny.